Hi, before we get started, just a quick content warning. There is a lot of gory details in some of these murders, as well as mention of um, domestic abuse and stuff like that. So if you would like to click off this is your time, and if you would like to stay for the episode, I hope you enjoy. Hi, welcome back to the Armchair Detectives. Today I am Lauren Miller, and I'm also Bryn McDonald. <laughs> I am both. <laughs> um, we don't have any more friends because... They said we smell. Bryn is nodding, but is that- <laughs> it's only Bryn that actually smells, but I unfortunately have to read these. <laughs> anyway, we got some fun cases today, but before that, how was your snow week, Bryn? <clears throat> it was fun. My AC or my power didn't go out, so that was good. But I did watch a lot of Netflix. I don't even remember, and didn't do any homework. Me too. I still did it all the night before everything was due this week. I honestly, and then I called out twice. Yummy. We were shut down for a while, and then I went to work when we opened, and I guess I didn't Mm -hmm. do anything during the snow week because my body hurts after like seven hours of standing only. I wasn't even walking anywhere. I was just standing and I physically was in pain. Yeah. Yeah, I went to work and I just felt so tired. I like, I just felt like I like run like a marathon even though I wasn't, I was like you said, I was barely walking around or I was just standing. Yeah. Although, fun fact, I ran a half marathon with no training. Oh. And for some reason, I felt worse after that shift. <laughs> anyway, my body is not made for movement anymore. I also have bad knees, but we won't go into that. Um, <laughs> today, we're going to talk about a few fun cases that we totally didn't research like right before. I may have not woken up right before we started recording, but that's okay because honestly, no one else could come anyway, so... that's not a bad thing it's not in this case where I don't have to disappoint anybody else but just Bryn it's all right I just I know Bryn googled hers 10 minutes before too so it's (laughs) did you the tiktoker that stabbed her sister happened very recently I like saw her account right before everything like got deleted and that's insane because like she almost like she just seems like a normal person and that's very scary yeah I didn't um hear about it until someone had I saw someone talk about it like on Twitter and then I was like oh and then as soon as I opened up TikTok I saw like someone like reacting to like one of her videos or like her account And it was just, like, what you were saying, just talking about, how, like, how she seemed like a really sweet person. Like, I think she was talking about, like, spending time with her dad or it was something, like, I don't know, something, like, heartfelt. But when I heard that story, I was like, what? Yeah. And I had never heard of her before. Me neither. But that's just, like, scary to think because it's, like, I don't know. It's really just that like you can't really trust anyone. <laughs> yeah. Not even your own siblings. Um, she followed one of our friends, Mel, if you listen to the witching hour, Mel was our witch, our designated witch for the season. Um, 
And that's crazy. Mel just went to her account and it said that she followed them. And that's a little bit scary. The world is very small. Um, she had a video that made me a little bit sad. It was about like her dad and it was just him like doing dad things and being like a good present father. Um, and all the comments are still on because like nothing was deleted yet. So it was just like, um, everybody was like, you broke that man's spirit. Not that she sees them. She's not gonna see those comments, she's in jail. Um, but that made me a little bit sad. Another TikToker that- um, Another? Another TikToker I follow, it's nothing, no one got murdered, but he hit his wife. This work says true crime because that is a crime. Domestic abuse is a crime. Mm -hmm. I followed him for his dog. He like washes his dog's face and paws every night. And then like his dog has like pajamas and he has like a bunch of sweaters and stuff. And wait, 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 wait. What kind of dog? It was a chihuahua. His name is Bear. No, him? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I followed him. And I was just like, I was so surprised because he was like, guys, I'm just like, you know, I, I'm broken. I've always been broken. I just, I, there's no excuse for what I did. And then, but like, I did, there is, oh, it was sounding like he was making an excuse. There's never an excuse for domestic abuse that rhymes. So and true. Terrible. And he was like, guys, I, I have no place to stay. Like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe don't hit your wife. I, I don't know. <laughs> and like he had a video of his dog like right before those videos and it looked like the dog was scared of him and I was just like oh. and then he also had a video where he was like guys what do you want in a partner I'm gonna read all the comments and I'm gonna work on myself and everybody's just like not a domestic abuser <laughs> he's an older guy why is he asking teenagers I don't why is he asking teenagers for advice yeah, I have no idea. I was like, he's like an older man. Like, what What does he think his, like, 13-year-old audience is going to tell him? And also, he deserves all the trolling online. I don't think he knows how to turn off the comments or anything, and he deserves all, like... <laughs> from what I've gathered from his, like, comments and stuff is she's not, like, pressing charges or anything. She's just gonna, like, leave. And... Mm -hmm it's which is I don't know it's just so crazy and I would never expected him to like you never know you never know yeah oh, and but also the thing with that one girl like obviously it is like awful that she killed her sister but like what made it worse is like I think her sister was disabled like yeah her sister she was, she was wheelchair she was wheelchair bound uh-huh how old was the girl, the murderer? Uh, I don't remember. I think she was like, I want to say like 15. Mm. Which is, it's just crazy. Yeah. I just can't like comprehend that. Like, how do even you though I never like saw her videos or heard of her until mm -hmm. this, it's just, yeah. So but like weird. seeing her videos, I just she had um 
one of them reminded me of you because it was like to Death Note audio. And I was like, <laughs> no, we have some- It was actually me. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I don't I don't kill my siblings. Uh uh. <laughs> Anyway, but that is wild. I just, I feel so bad for her family. Also, what, um, what really made me mad was, like, obviously, like, her account and all her, like, videos are, like, taken down and unavailable. But, like, <clears throat> I saw people posting, like, screenshots, like, from her comments, from the comments and stuff, like, before everything got taken down. Mm-hmm. And, like, most of these people, like, they're teenagers, like, they're in high school or middle school. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was just like they're like making like jokes about it yeah it's like this is real like this isn't some like fake thing like mm-hmm. someone's life was taken like she committed a crime yeah and then like like mm, y'all should be making jokes about this gonna see those and they just have no empathy sympathy for them whichever word is best um also when <laughs> we're like acting like as like dressing up or like acting like or like getting the vibe of like a serial killer was like a trend I never got that any I never got that as well because that was just like a lot of those victims like families and stuff are still alive and they can very much like see all of that and you're like oh but the serial killer is like hot though Ted Bundy is so sexy like it's okay because he's hot and like I saw the TikTok like that yeah, I saw him like that today, and it was, like, a picture of him, or I think, like, they said something like Ted Bundy, because I didn't even notice him, because it was him when he was younger, and then someone commented, and they're, like, that's, a, like, a serial killer, like, this, that's wrong, and then the, like, creator was, like, oh, well, it was before he committed the crimes, and yeah. they were, like, but still, I, mm. I was, like, um, it's- like, if you if you are a listener and you romanticize serial killers, get out. Later, seek help. That's my get out. To, um. Literally, actually seek help. Literally seek help. That's my advice to the man who ran the account for his Chihuahua. Why did you bring mm-hmm. it online? First of all, <laughs> why did you do that? And um, second of all. He was like, I have no place to stay. Literally check yourself into a hospital, seek help, like actually get help. Cause he's like, no one understands me. Like blah, blah, blah. Like, sir, I am 18. You are like 60, please go seek help. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a weird situation. It's a weird He's like, I don't know. I feel like when you learn about like all these serial killers and stuff like that, it feels like it's so long ago like obviously murders still take place now but I don't know it's like it's just like I guess with true crime and like reading about true crime or like watching it it's more like entertainment I feel like and it almost feels like it disconnects and like I don't know when something happens like that where it feels like it's as big as like all these cases but it's happening right now and you can like see the families online and you like can see like what they did before and that they were like people and it makes it more real I guess yeah because like obviously most of these cases were like in times where they didn't have social media or they mm-hmm. couldn't really obtain all the information 
it was just kind of based on like interviews and stuff or false information loose sorry like the more recent cases just don't feel as real because i don't know i could go on maybe we're exposed to it too much but i don't think that's necessarily always a bad thing yeah i think the only one that like felt kind of real was like the watcher one where they left Mm -hmm. notes because i was like in like 2014 2015 so it's like Mm -hmm. the most recent one we've done yeah speaking of semi-ish recent my case is on october 8th 2009 which is kind of a long time ago i was personally i was seven for a little bit i was six for a little bit (laughs) bren was five Okay. Uh, It's about the disappearance of the Jameson family. I just quickly glanced over. I have a note card on my like bulletin board of all the cases we've done to make sure I didn't do this one. We didn't. All right. Um, Okay. So the Jameson family is comprised of Bobby Dale Jameson who is 44, Sherilyn Leanne, oh, I almost could not read that because it has like so, it has like a G and an H. All like mm-hmm. those names with like random GHs that don't need to be in there. Throws me for a loop. Yeah. Um, Jameson, who was 40, and their six-year-old daughter, Madison Stormy Jameson, were last seen before vanishing on October 8th. I forgot if I said the date. Oh, man. Um, Okay, the family who lived in Oklahoma at the time of their disappearance was last seen by a man who lived in the mountains in southeastern Oklahoma. However, the man had told the authorities that he only saw the family and no one else in the area around that time. Officially, the Jamesons were near the area to view a 40-acre plot of land that they were looking to purchase, um, and they planned to like live out on the land in the storage container that they already owned on their current property. And then on October 16th, eight days after the Jamesons were last seen, the first major discovery in the case occurred. Hunters in a remote area location in the woods about a quarter mile away from the Jamesons' last known location found the Jamesons' truck abandoned and still locked. Still inside the truck, investigators found Bobby's wallet, Sherilyn's purse, jackets, a GPS, Bobby's cell phone, $32,000 in cash, and a bank bag stashed below like the driver's seat. And then finally, the Jameson's pet dog, Maisie, who is malnourished and somehow like still alive after possibly like eight days of being in the car alone. Um, Bobby's cell phone was found in the truck which contained a photo of his daughter Madison who was believed to have been taken a day before they disappeared. One key observation was that the truck showed no evidence of any struggle so like no one like forced them out the truck which is odd because all of like the important belongings that you think they would bring with them were still in there. Um, One of the former sheriffs at the time would eventually state I think they were forced to stop and get out the truck and meet someone they recognize. I think they either left willingly or by force, but like no one put their hands on them is what I'm saying. Um, The GPS unit inside the truck indicated that the family 
had been further up the hill prior to their location. And then investigators followed the GPS coordinates and they found footprints. And then on October 17th, over 300 people, including authorities and volunteers, formed a large-scale air and ground party like search. And then unfortunately, they didn't find them. And then all the like the search for the Jamesons were called off. On November 16, 2013, hunters went out for um, deer hunting or whatever. I don't know what hunters do. Ren <laughs> actually hunts. Um, no, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. Um, and they found skeletal remains of three bodies of two adults and one child. The remains were discovered less than three miles away where the Jamesons had disappeared four years earlier. The search from officials would uncover shoes, bits of clothing, adult teeth, uh, an adult arm and like bones and bone fragments. The bones would be eventually confirmed as the missing Jameson family. The Oklahoman, Oklahoman. I did not know that was a word. (laughs) Oklahoman state medical examiner. Um, Dr. Lantard reported that the case and the cause of death were unknown, possibly due to the fact that the skeletal remains weren't complete. Um, he stated that there was no evidence of trauma, and but it couldn't like be fully ruled out due to the incomplete remains. Lantard could also not rule out disease. Um, there was evidence of like damage by animals, but he couldn't like he, he basically couldn't say anything, like, for sure. Um, other items worth mentioning from the investigation are a missing briefcase with the, a missing 22 caliber caliber handgun that was registered to Sherilyn Jameson. Um, both of them were never found. Both Bobby and Sherilyn were not working at the time due, at their, dis, like, um, at the time of their disappearance due to disabilities and were just, and were receiving disability checks. Bobby was on disability due to being in a car accident, though one thing worth noting is that Sherilyn's mother stated that she did not know of any settlement from the car accident, and that might explain the $32,000 in cash found in the Jameson's truck. And then no one know, no one knows for sure where this money came from. Former sheriff, while on the vest that was on the investigation stated, it doesn't appear to be any signs that the Jamesons were in trouble or looking to start a new life. One odd wrinkle to the case is that there was security footage taken outside the Jameson home. The footage according to the Daily Mail, which trust the Daily Mail if you want, was from the day that they showed up or that they left and then showed the couple several, it showed the couple making several silent trips between the car and their home as they like packed to leave. And then they were move, moving in a manner that seemed trance-like, if that makes any sense. And then that's all we know about the Jamesons and them disappearing. We know that they like were in a quote unquote trance-like state when they were packing to leave. And then they drove out to near like um, the location where they were looking to buy like the plot of land. They had money, a lot of money in cash. They left all their personal belongings in the car and they took, they left their dog in the car and then they went out to the woods somewhere with their daughter and they died there. 
Uh, so I'm trying to come up with like a good like theory. Um, luckily for you, there's five theories already here for us. Um, one of them is the family simply got lost in the woods and died from hypothermia and exposure. Where was this? Oklahoma. Oh. I don't know what the weather's like in Oklahoma. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> um, following the days of their disappearance, the area where the Jamesons were last seen um, had heavy rains. Not quite like strong enough to cause their deaths, but I'm sure like, I don't know, if you were like out in the rain for a couple days, that wouldn't be fun. And then at the time, the temperatures were around like 40 at the coldest. So like hypothermia doesn't seem possible. Also, they were only found 2.7 miles from their truck. Although that kind of sounds like a lot to me, I think. <laughs> um, another theory is the Jamesons, like death was due to a murder-suicide scenario because <laughs> The investigation would turn up a suspicious letter, according to one report. Trust that report if you do or not. But it was 11 pages long and found in the Jamison's abandoned truck. And the letter is what seems like a hate letter written from Cheryl to Bobby, in which she accused him of being a hermit. Another, level, another letter was said to mention death like a death was found in the family home, which is interesting. And then the sheriff said, quote, they were certainly a family obsessed with death, unquote. Um, but there were several sources saying that Bobby and Sherilyn were good parents, which is interesting. Um, hmm. And then I've people think somebody killed them because they can't imagine like them ever letting something happen to like their daughter. Yeah, I was about to say, like, do you think one of the parents could have killed a daughter? Maybe. I don't know. I genuinely, I have no thoughts. Zero. The worms that run my brain is they're they're fleeing out of my ears every second. And the ones that are staying have dried up severely. Um, yeah. I know is that the Jamisons were murdered by Bobby Jamison's 67-year-old father, Bob oh. Dean Jamison. Um, earlier in 2009, approximately six months before the family's disappearance, Bobby had filed a protective order against his father. Oh. So Bob Dean, the father, had threatened to kill Bobby, the son, and his family on two separate occasions in November 2008 and April 2009. In this petition, Bobby did not detail how like his father made these threats, but he did write that he tried to hit me with his vehicle and that he's a very dangerous man who thinks he's above the law and he's been involved with prostitutes, gangs, and meth. But I feel like only two of those are bad. Um, I feel like the dad had to be behind this. Yeah. Furthermore, and if he didn't commit the murder, or the, he could have easily like had someone do it for him. Mm-hmm. Like murder for hire, hire for murder, whatever it's called. And then Bobby also stated that his family was scared for their lives, and he's in fear all the time. 
and then they actually dismissed the case on May 18th, 2009. And then Bobby was also in the process of suing his father at the time. Which is interesting. Um, but yeah. Um, Bob Dean's brother, which is like um, Bobby's uncle, was like, oh yeah, my brother is disturbed. But I'm pretty sure he's not like capable of actually like doing that, whatever. Which, <laughs> okay. Another theory is that the Jamesons were murdered by a cult. And oh. mother, Connie, believes that the Jamesons were killed by a religious cult in so- southeastern Oklahoma. Which is a little bit scary. I've also seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of, sorry, I've seen a lot of TikToks that are like, I just want to join like Scientology just to like, I think I'd be smart no. enough to not get brainwashed. <clears throat> like, uh, no, my mom, my mom watched this thing. I don't know if it was on Netflix or something, but do you know who Leah Remini is? No. Well, she's like a, she's a famous actress and she's like, well, she was, kind of known i don't know how recent i don't know it was in the 2010s but she was a scientology and like how she like escaped but we're we're watching it because i was kind of interested and it was talking from this like one lady's point of view and how she because she was really really young so she was kind of like brainwashed into it because like her parents were a part of it yeah and like they went there and they were just like oh like you'll have all these like fancy like stuff and then like like you'll be treated well and you'll have like all your needs oh sorry it's like thundering um and then she like went there and they like treated them awfully like they did this thing called like don't quote me on this thing was called like the hole or something Mm -hmm. but they would like put them somewhere like in like dark if they were like to punish or break the rules so they could like think Mm -hmm. about their actions and, like, they were just doing, like, hard, like, I think they did just, like, laboring and then just stuff. But they had to, like, make it look like it was this, like, m- like beautiful place that you could go to. And then when she finally, it was kind of crazy how she broke out. She was in it from, like, the 1980s until, like, 2015. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, she, because she, I guess you could have, like, jobs there so she did like film stuff she was like a like a producer or something and so how she did so one of the actors they hired she somehow got into like the trunk of his car Mm -hmm. and like he drove out and then he was I guess like he like found her and then she was like yeah I'm so sorry and like he was like oh no no it's like it's okay and then like after she had escaped it she like she had like people following her from the church and they're like, don't say, and they're like, don't say this stuff about us. That's scary. I just saw well, that she didn't get murdered or anything, but yeah. she just like had people that would like deliver letters and stuff. And they were like, don't like, don't speak negative. That... And like you could tell, like during the interview, she was like really, really tense. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I would be too. And I think it's scarier that um, Scientology is just like a very open thing. I don't know yeah. anything about it, but like, yeah. I- 
yeah it's honestly kind of interesting like it's a cult like a lot of celebrities join it like but you pretty sure tom cruise yeah they have a big like foot in the film industry so if you want to break out in film uh, it's in california so if any of our listeners you drive by the big blue building yeah that's the tiktok i saw and it's just scary looking it doesn't look like a real it's like a prison there's people inside um (laughs) anyway back to the jameson case uh the theory is that they were murdered by a cult according to connie which is sherilyn's mother the cult had like a hit list and then that sherilyn was on it which i don't know how they found that out but yeah unless they (laughs) they said that they like after a investigation discovery aired a special on the jameson family uh, one of Sherilyn's close friends, Nikki, said that she had received a phone call from an anonymous woman, and she, like, told her that they were once part of a white supremacy group, and they, like, kept up, up, like, the list who had been, like, making problems for them, and then, um, that's frightening. Why would they bring their dog to go get murdered? The- Anyway, um, and then in 1993, an article in Oklahoma stated that there were like a few cults that had sprung up around the area that they were murdered or slash died mysteriously in. And um, there wasn't any activity in a few years, although it was suggested that the Jamesons were into witchcraft because a quote unquote witch Bible was reportedly found in the Jameson's home, which I don't think is a real thing. Um, <laughs> he claimed that the the witch Bible was a joke, and then their pastor claims that Bobby confessed that he was reading a satanic Bible, which makes it seem like not a joke. Maybe they just got scammed and someone sold them a witch Bible, and they thought they were doing something dirty, but they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, additionally, the are not having a good rep. They honestly, no, the whole family. <laughs> yeah. Graffiti was found on one of the large storage containers kept on the Jamison's property. And one line read three cats killed to date by people in this area. Witches don't like their black cat killed. Um, Another season of Coven AF. <laughs> Sherilyn smother connie also reported some odd behavior from her daughter she said she became like really illogical and then one day she drove me to oklahoma city and dropped me off the off on the street and she told me get out of my car me. which is odd um and then of course like when the the last security capes from like their house before they left was them in like a quote-unquote trance like state and then the Jamesons also reported to have claimed to see two to four ghosts in their house. What? Which is weird. And then um, the the pastor even told the investigators that Bobby Jameson had once called them asking about special bullets that can be used to kill spirits. Um, so maybe some witchy business is involved. Maybe the dad, like the, or I guess you could say the grandpa was like ahead of the of, of a cult i don't know 
Maybe. I don't know. That's there's so many like theories that I didn't even think of, like we're talking about the witchcraft, like the witch bible. And, well, like, also, we didn't know about the witch bible until anyway. So yeah, cults are scary. Yeah. What's your idea on organized religion? I'm just kidding. We didn't... Uh, <laughs> but there was this lady. It's not. It's not the politics hour yet. There was this lady that comes in, she comes into Whataburger at my place of work very often and she'll like talk to you for like 30, 40 minutes. And she'll be like, she told one of my coworkers that God was gonna kill us all because of the snow. So true. So preach, preach. Preach queen. Um, I may or may not have said over the headset, if I got $10, I would tell her that I hope God kills her first. I do not actually mean that. I'm, I'm, well, <laughs> Brandon's making um, quotation marks. I just think she's lonely and that she needs maybe like a caretaker. That reminds me of this one time this like elderly couple came in and it wasn't towards me. So I'm pretty sure this is on the podcast or I've said this to someone before. And it's like, they gave out like the, like, like a $100 bill it's like they already paid for their stuff and then it has like something like written on the back about oh, like dollar stuff yeah I'd never seen one before and I was like um messed up though because sometimes people will like stick them in the ground to make it look like you know because like to kind of I don't want to say they're preying on like people that need help but like they put them in places where like people would like homeless people or like people going into like um Planned Parenthood or something like people that are not everybody that goes to Planned Parenthood is getting an abortion by the way but people that they would think like need saving and so they like I don't know it's just a little I'm not gonna like get into my personal opinions on that but that's a little um like what does it even say on the back because it was like months ago when I read it um, I don't know, but it's just like something like you need God, blah 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 blah. Which, if you mm. want to share your religion, that is fine. If it means something important to you, that is fine. But like, don't pretend like you're gonna help someone. Like, I would just advise not to do it to like, especially retail workers and stuff, because like you don't know like what people could like retaliate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and just like. I don't know. I mean, like, I wouldn't yell at them, but there's some people that might find it very offensive and could get mad. I feel like if you want to share your beliefs, do it to people, like, I don't know, that you know, that you care about, that, like, I don't know. So that's why I'm going to tell Brent about something I believe in deeply, Scientology. Um, Are you violating the First Amendment? (laughs) freedom of religion <laughs> i'm going to tell brand about something special to my heart which is scientology um have you heard of it it's a lovely place look at my room isn't it nice you could you could have i'm gonna have my birthday there <laughs> they probably <laughs> i bet they would for the right price they would and they're like you're never gonna leave <laughs> <laughs> you want a job in the film industry stop we're getting off topic um there is one you can film all the podcasts you want (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you want an audience for that podcast? Sold. We know it's just two of your friends listening in and Maggie's parents. Maggie's parents listen? Yeah. Hi, Maggie's parents. I don't know if they listen to the ones that she's not in, but... Anyway. <laughs> Last theory of the Jameson case. We have gotten so off topic during this case, but that's okay. <laughs> it's only two of us, and we only have so much information research. Um, this last theory that is that drugs were involved, period. That's true. They could have been drugged. Which could explain all, like, the strange behavior from the Jameson parents. But, like, they don't say what kind of drugs. They just, like, drugs. (laughs) Very broad, I feel like. And then they maybe thought the three, or, like, sorry, the... They maybe thought the $32,000 in cash had something to do with, like, a drug deal, possibly. But that's, that's, like, a lot of money, I feel. So they, maybe they were, like, depop resellers. They like buying in bulk. Um, The police suspected, suspected drugs after reviewing, like, the security footage of them, like, moving in a trance-like state. But they can't, like, there's no evidence backing up that they ever, like, used or, like, dealt drugs. So that's literally just them being, like, they kind of move weird in this video. Video? Like, the security footage from their home when they were, like, hiking. But anyway, that's all of the, the theories. How do you feel? What do you think happened? I honestly don't know. There's so much, like, information, like, that can be used for anything. There's so much information, but seemingly nothing at all. Like, I don't think, like, they just died. Like, I think there's always, there had to be, like, someone or something behind it. Like, I don't think they just, oh, died. Like, got hurt or something. Someone could have I don't know. I think someone could have murdered them. Someone did. Or maybe a group of people. Maybe it was the daughter. They didn't say nothing about the daughter. So true. Maybe, maybe it was the dog and she got back in the car and was like acting it was like the dog. Didn't say nothing. That'd be a really funny plot twist. No, it wouldn't be funny. Yeah, I was about to say. But- I don't know how funny it'd be, but... It would be pretty interesting because I've never heard a murder, a true crime story where the dog has killed the family. And then acted like it was malnutritioned. It ate the family. Um, (laughs) But maybe we're just making jokes to detach it from reality. Don't make me go into an existential crisis again. Not right now. I'll I'll tell you again right before we end up the episode. It's pouring now. It's pouring outside. It is. If you live in this area, give your exact address so they know. Be safe. Yeah, one. <laughs> my friend went, this is off topic, but um, my friend went to Arkansas and she saw this cool shirt because she's like very like, she likes antique and she likes thrifting all that stuff. And she got some stuff for Valentine's Day and she was like, I'm going to jump over by your house later. 
and I hope she doesn't come because I don't want her to drive in this. <laughs> Go in a good way. A good way. <laughs> yeah, Bryn wants her to swim. I feel bad. She, like, I don't think she knows my birthday, and I didn't, like, say anything. Bryn. So I'll just treat this as my birthday gift. Just, like, when she drops it off, just be like, oh, my God, like, you're the only person that gave me a birthday gift. Everybody else forgot. Especially when Lauren texted me the day after. Fake. <laughs> okay, so I texted Bryn. Like, she thought my birthday was on the 10th. No, I texted Bryn right at midnight and I was like happy birthday Bryn and then I was getting ready for bed the same day at like 11 something and I was like it would be funny if I texted Bryn happy birthday like at 11 59 so I can be like the first and last person to say happy birthday but so I set like a timer I set an alarm and like I stayed up and then I stayed up past my bedtime and Ooh. then <laughs> I like I was like okay my alarm going off so I started typing it but I typed it too slow <laughs> I'm gonna do that to you on your birthday. When I set the timer, it was like in the middle of a minute. So I like I did like the minutes or whatever. I didn't set an alarm. So I was like, I wonder if it's like too far in the minute that I should like set it for eleven fifty-eight instead. But I was like, no, no, it feels like enough time because I didn't see the time change. But like right literally right when I pressed sent, the time changed. I'm gonna do that to you on your birthday. I'll try to be the first and last. When's my birthday, Bryn? November 13th. Oh my gosh, I forgot that we talked about birthdays last time. I, was I like, just remember because you said Friday the 13th, so that's how I remember. Fun fact about me, though, for three years straight, all of my friends forgot about my birthday, every single one. Isn't that crazy? Like, that's not even crazy. like throwing a pity party for myself. It was a long time ago. I'm over it now. It was in middle school. Um, <laughs> but, like, how did they all forget? Savage literally anyway it's not even like they're inconsiderate people i don't want to call them dumb but they just genuinely like it didn't they were because i confronted them about it eventually and they were like no it's the 17th and they were so sure and they argued with me about it and i was like i i only remember like a couple of my friends birthdays sorry guys it's just like distinctive days yeah anyway I like remember all the people I've known for a while I remember your birthday because it just happened if you ask me in a few months maybe I won't I will have to pull up the podcast again but um (laughs) yeah anyway do you have a true crime story friend Yes, I do. <laughs> this one, I know you put the warning at the beginning, but this one is pretty gruesome. It's pretty gross, pretty gory. It involves body parts. Ew. Yeah. So this happened in 1965 on June 23rd in, looks like, Houston. Yeah. So basically, this elderly couple, um, Fred and Edwina Rogers, they, their nephew Marvin, he had like tried to call them stuff, and they just like weren't picking, picking up their phone. So he was like, and he knocked on their door, and he was just kind of worried, so he called the police, and so so the police, uh, the captain Charles Bullock, and then some other police officers, they did like a welfare check at uh 
the Rogers house, and it says that flower pots had been stacked up against the entrance, and so forcing Bullock and his partner L.M. Barta to push their way inside. And while Barta moved through the rest of the home, Bullock headed for the kitchen. And uh, as he went to the kitchen, he was just like getting these like thoughts, and he's like, something doesn't feel right here, feel right, like I feel like something happened. So he saw some food. So, uh, some say he saw some food stacked on top of the fridge, and some say that it was like inside the fridge. Um, no, sorry. I take that back. Some say he saw food on top of the fridge rather than inside the fridge. And then some say he was just thirsty for a beer because it was in the summer. Uh, and he wanted to see if there was anything to drink, which I don't know why you would do that at like a no, crime scene. Maybe they just had to move the flower pots. Maybe he was tired from <laughs> the flower pots to get in. I don't know. It's just a theory. It's, just, it's what a couple of people said. And then he looked, he opened the fridge and he looked inside. And then he's like, and then his words were, I don't know why I looked in the refrigerator, he said. For some reason, I just opened it. Wow. Really good words. Freak. Great words. (laughs) And so he was looking around in the fridge. And like I said, like, some people think it was just like part of like his investigation thing. But like, why would he go to the fridge first? Like, I understand going to the kitchen first because that's like a main big area. But like, I don't know. If I was in a crime scene, I'd like go to like the living room first. I don't know. Anyways. So he was looking around in this fridge and there, which appeared to be nothing except a shelf after shelf of hog meat. And he concluded that the Rogers family must have been to the butcher recently, but the house was like empty. So, and he was like, it looks like it would spoil. And he thought, this is a shame. Someone is letting a whole bunch of good meat go to waste. And so he closed the refrigerator door and something which I don't really understand this because like I'm trying to think like obviously fridge fridges must have been built differently in 1965 so he when he closed the he's about to close the fridge something caught his attention and inside the vegetable drawer was a woman's head how did he notice that before yeah that's what I was thinking I was like um Uh. and so like he froze and like he like slammed the door shut and then Ain't he investigating why did he slam the door <laughs> why yeah he was just like really just like held back about it and then the hog meat that was in the fridge turned out to be the flesh of dismembered remains of fred and edwina rogers drained of blood and then it says fred's head was in the other crisper which i'm guessing is like an oven of some sort and his eyes had been gouged out so and obviously this crime scene was very gruesome um and and what they said what makes it worse is that this crime according to the autopsies had been committed on father's day (laughs) so um yeah and the person most likely to know something about this horrific act was their son charles who i'm guessing was their only son but charles was nowhere to be found so that's a that's a little suspicious. Yeah. And then some little background information. Wait, what? It is a little suspicious. 
Oh my yeah. god, that's a conclusion. And then some background information and like on them. Yeah. And then some background information on them was Fred, he was a he was 81 and he was a real estate salesman and his wife was 79. And uh, and it said that his used to home and their activities remained unmarkable to the neighbors. But there was an element to their lives that came as something of a surprise to local residents who would later be questioned by police. The surprise is that Charles had lived with them. In fact, he actually owned their house. So. Interesting. Charles, huh? I just, I was agreeing it was interesting. Mm. Oh, sorry, I thought you said something. <laughs> like, and Charles at the time was 43 and he was a World War II veteran. And after he has his bachelor's degree in nuclear physics. Mm, I don't trust hmm. a man who has a bachelor's degree in nuclear physics. Yeah. And it, it says he became a, a seismologist. It says it's the branch of science concerned with earthquakes and related phenomena. Okay. And he spent nine years working for an oil company. No, I don't trust And him. when his parents died... <laughs> And at the time when his parents died, it wasn't, they didn't know if he was employed or not. They didn't know his status. Um, it was said that he was a, Charles was a peculiar individual. Said he would rise before dawn, leaving the house to tend to unknown business before his parents woke up. And then he would come back after dark after they went to bed. And it said that his tra- travels were so subtle that like not even the neighbors knew he was out or leaving. And when he was home, he always, like, avoided his parents. Uh, like, he would just, I don't know why. Um, and it, like I said, he, they, he would slip notes under their doors just to communicate with them. Instead of having, like, it's like a conversation. And it, so the family maid said that it was possible Edwina had not even seen Charles face-to-face for roughly five years before her death. So he is a very strange individual. And it was not, it said it was unsure what led to him living like this. It's possible Charles wanted to provide for his elderly parents in spite of either not getting along with them or wishing not to be disturbed by the outside world. Um, either way, it was talking about like, obviously he's the one that everyone's going to, want a question yeah and then back to officer bullock he was like the police captain the one who first found the bodies he when he discovered the corpses him and his partner practically sprinted out of the house and were calling investigators to the scene because when they were called they were just called for a welfare check just to make sure like okay like no one's hurt no one's anything like that but obviously they found something way different and when they found the house it was like scrubbed clean and it said, save for some blood in the bathroom, which they believed where the bodies had been cut up. And Charles, uh, this explains, his bedroom was in the attic. <laughs> yeah. There were trace amounts of blood as well as a handsaw, they believed, to, that had been used to perform the murders. The heads, torsos, and limbs were in the refrigerator, and the entrails were found in the sewer system, apparently having been like flushed down the toilet. And then other body parts 
that were missing were never found. Um, um, and then it was talking about like when the crime was committed, like when they were like dismembering the bodies. Uh, the police believed that the killer had taken his or her own time uh, working on knowledge of human anatomy because of just how like meticulous and stuff it was. Mm-hmm. And the autopsies revealed that Edwina had died as a result of a single gunshot to the head, though that the weapon was never found. <clears throat> so it could have been like the murderer just had it on him and just mm-hmm. spread it off. But Fred got the worst, worst of it. He had been beaten to death with a claw hammer, his eyes plucked out, and his genitals severed from his torso and was mutilated. The claw hammer was found at the scene. The police would not confirm whether they whether any fingerprints were retrieved. Hmm. Um, and if there was evidence, the authorities wanted to discuss it with Charles because they thought he was the killer. Because I mean, all the fingers are kind of pointing towards him. Um, they launched like a nationwide search and he was, and Charles being the only living member of their household, uh, his, his uh, confession would not, would, ugh, sorry, it says, as the only presumable living member of the household, his insight, if not his confession, would prove invaluable. It said because he knew how to fly because he was in the Navy and stuff. And so the authorities checked the nearby airfields to see if anyone matching his description had been in that area recently or taken off, but nothing was found. Being so, Charles left virtually no trail for them to follow. And it said like he was a pretty smart person like he was in the war and stuff so he could have found ways i feel like he could have found ways around to like not be found um wasn't it during like the 50s too this took place in 1965 but he could have just put on glasses and they wouldn't have recognized him yeah like obviously there's not as much technology as there is now but yeah it said he had enlisted after getting a bachelor's degree in nuclear physics, he had enlisted in the Navy and learned to fly planes. So you must have some information. Um, and the police never located Charles. Like, and in 1975, an effort to probate the Rogers estate, he was declared illegally dead. So who knows? Um, but that hasn't stopped others from stepping forward offering their theories about what happened some are weird or outlandish kind of using the blank canvas of the crime scene to try and attach a deeper meaning Charles's life um, <laughs> and then it's this one it's referring to the 1992 book The Man on the Grassy Knoll by John R. Craig and Philip A. Rogers, and they offered that Charles was actually a CIA operative involved in the 1963 assassination of John F. Kennedy, which his parents discovered incriminating diary entries. Charles killed him. Interesting. Okay, Charles. Yeah, that was a that was a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> 
and then this case this case is called the icebox murders because obviously they're found in the icebox and this one is called the icebox murders and it was a book written in 2003 by forensic accountants and it made an attempt to present a more plausible theory they agreed that charles was the killer but his motive was not the result of any cia involvement instead uh the authors argued that Fred and Edwina were abusive and manipulative parents, mm-hmm. doing everything to take out loans against their son's home, like forging signatures to property he didn't own, he owned. Um, and after years of just being ripped off and stuff, that Charles was just fed up with it and committed the crime, which I guess could be a possibility. But I don't know. I think about, like, how gruesome it was. I definitely think it was more like a personal matter. Yeah, because it said he he did own the home. Mm-hmm. So they were staying there mm-hmm. under, like, him legally. Um, and then the, the authors of the book. The last name, sorry, I'm going to butcher it. It's, like, Gardeners... Gardenier, I don't know how to pronounce that. The the authors asserted that a few days after the murder, someone matching Charles' physical description was overheard asking about a job overseas using like an alias. Mm-hmm. They claimed that Charles utilized his contacts in the oil and mining industry to land in Mexico. Um, and in the novel, it also shows or argues that Charles met a violent end of his own and that he could have been killed in Honduras by some miners because he was like in the oil industry and stuff. I don't know. Um, The Houston Press talked about their novel, how it was a a work of quote unquote fact-based fiction and supposition. So no concrete evidence appears to to point that he actually like went to, he fled to Central America and just like use like an alias. Um, but they do think that he actually did leave Houston like via plane. Yeah. Um, and he, at the time, or they didn't know if he was working at the time of the murders. He, worked, he was with the Shell Oil and taking him to Canada and Alaska. Like he just had to go there because of the work a lot. And it's possible that he had contacts in those in Alaska and Canada that he could have met up with and started a new life there. Um, But anyways, decades later, it's a lot of people don't think this case will ever be solved. And if Charles didn't commit the crime, then his, his disappearance is unexplainable. No one else appeared to have motive to kill the parents. And if Charles was killed by an unknown third party, they said, um, the perpetrator did an excellent job of removing all trace of him. Whether he ended up in Central America or someone else, the most likely explanation is that he spent the rest of his days doing um, what he'd so often practiced at the scene of the crime. So disappearing in the shadows and doing who knows what. But that's the end of it. But I think the son definitely killed him. Yeah, I don't... We aren't really introduced to anybody else that could have, but like also... 
I didn't involve the neighbors they said they were just like they never talked or anything yeah yeah I don't I think it's him um I've heard of that case before but I didn't know it went that in depth about the I'm thinking about the flower pots guarding the house yeah I was like wow you it would be more suspicious if there weren't flower pots guarding the house yeah, like, if you didn't want them to come in, at least be a little more creative. Yeah, or maybe, like, bolt the door from the inside. Don't put flower pots outside. It's like, the police is like, oh, no, how are we going to get in? And then the police go in, they're like, oh, I need a beer. That's what they That's what they think what happened. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's the 1960s, and it's Texas. That's probably what happened. It's like, I was compelled to open the fridge. I know, it's like, he went. he went straight for the kitchen. He just thinks he's so good. He sniffed it out. There was probably a smell. Yeah, it didn't talk about there being a smell, but I bet there was. I bet there was a smell. And then his first thought was, God, I need a drink. <laughs> God, I need a beer. Um, update on Alina. She is very alive. She did not get murdered. None but... of the members are in my fridge. Just letting you know. That's actually why no one could join us today. <laughs> they're all murdered Bridge. so if you're <laughs> if you're looking to go to Bryn's house you might have to move a few flower pots um <laughs> if you want a if you want a nice cold beer there's some in the fridge um and look at us making jokes again makes it less real like people actually didn't get sawed up and shoved in their ice box they had to go through that Anyways. I know. I don't want to think about that. Have a lovely day, listeners. This has been the Armchair Detectives. I am Lauren. I'm also Bryn today. And we will see you next week for real if it doesn't snow and cause power outages. Bryn, stop biting your lip. Um, (laughs) If it doesn't like snow and cause power outages in Texas and cause one of the senators to go to, what was it? Like Cancun. Cancun. Mm-hmm. Instead of helping with water or anything like that. Um, I'm not going to name who that was. It's not the politics hour yet, but anyway. <laughs> have a lovely, have a lovely day. <laughs> Bye-bye. You're not going to say bye? <laughs> <Yeah>. Bye. <laughs>